This is Always Advancing with your host, Josh Sanchez, the podcast created for multidimensional individuals, those that are looking to enhance their human experience and activate their state of self-actualization. Tune in each week for growth hacks and inspiring interviews to help you advance and actualize your full potential. I appreciate your attention and I'm grateful for your awareness. Let's go. hi This episode is called Service, the Key to Stratospheric Success. Is there a magic formula to make this happen? I believe the book, The Go-Giver, may have unlocked the formula for success. Talent can be a large factor in success, but it can only take you so far. Being a benefactor to this one thing that everyone in this world can do to reach stratospheric success, we all innately know what that thing is. It seems in today's culture, we lost sight of this thing with the hustle and bustle of our everyday lives. We are led to believe that it's counterproductive. The Go-Giver tells the story of an ambitious young man named Joe who yearns for success. Joe is a go-getter, though sometimes he feels as if the harder and faster he works, the further away his goals seem to be. In my personal experience in life, I've been surrounded by true thoroughbred go-getters, those that achieve success by any means necessary. I've seen multiple rags-to-riches stories and men who have built high nine-figure empires. Now, while that sounds attractive, what by any means necessary really means is at the expense of others. Now, I'm not passing judgment or classifying these men. What I've observed a byproduct of this to be Besides the monetary value being at a peak, the other aspects of their lives all take the back seat. If my podcast theme was to make as much money as possible before you leave this planet, I would tell you to follow the blueprint of these men. But it's not. It's about actualizing the essence of who you truly are, in turn growing into who you are meant to be and contributing to others while in a state of deep fulfillment. The Go-Giver outlines and simplifies the complexities of psychopathology, outcomes, and three kinds of people, takers, matchers, and givers. It starts us by saying success depends heavily on how we approach our interactions with other people. Every time we interact with another person at work, with our networks and our family or friends, we have a choice to make. Do we try to claim as much value as we can or contribute value without worrying about what we receive in return? Takers have a distinctive signature. They like to get more than they give. They tilt reciprocity to their own favor, putting their own interest ahead of others' needs. Takers believe that the world is a competitive dog-eat-dog place. They feel that to succeed, they need to be better than others. To prove their competence, they self-promote and make sure they get plenty of credit for their efforts. If you're in their way, instead of looking for collaborative opportunities, they will not hesitate to step over you or use you as a tool on their journey. If I don't look out for myself first, takers think no one will. Next up, matchers, striving to preserve an equal balance of giving and getting. Matchers operate on the principle of fairness. When they help others, they protect themselves by seeking reciprocity. If you are a matcher, you believe in tit for tat, and your relationships are governed by even exchanges of favors. This ideal is very transactional, and all interactions are chalk and tallied. Matchers eyeball most relationships based on given and perceived value. Psychopathy, 
very self-centered, very narcissistic tendencies are a small portion of the population. And on the opposite spectrum, givers also are a small percentage of the population. What I've found is that the majority of uh, relationships in Western society are that uh, those matcher types. Givers are a relatively rare breed. They tilt reciprocity in the other direction, preferring to give more than they get. Whereas takers tend to be self-focused, evaluating what other people can offer them. Givers are other-focused, paying more attention to what other people need from them. These preferences aren't about money. Givers and takers aren't distinguished by how much they donate to charity or the compensation that they command for their employers or the compensation that they give to their employees. Rather, givers and takers differ in their attitudes and actions toward other people. If you're a taker, you help others strategically when the benefits to you outweigh the personal costs. If you're a giver, you might use a different cost-benefit analysis. You help whenever the benefits to others exceed the personal cost. Alternatively, you might not think about the personal costs at all. Helping others without expecting anything in return, I believe those types of relationships throughout life tend to have the deepest connections. If you're a giver in this world, you simply strive to be generous in sharing your time, energy, knowledge, skills, ideas, and connections with other people who can benefit from them. Overall, giving is less about raw talent or aptitude and more about the value givers bring to others and the choices they make. We all have goals for our own individual achievements, and it turns out that successful givers are every bit as ambitious as takers and matchers. They simply have a different way of pursuing their goals. Givers, takers, and matchers all can and do achieve success, but there's something distinctive that happens when givers succeed. It spreads and cascades. When takers win, there's usually someone else who loses, or they do it while tearing down others, manipulating others others or using others. Now, research shows that people tend to envy successful takers and look for ways to knock them down a notch. In contrast, when givers win, people are rooting for them and supporting them rather than gunning for them. Now, givers succeed in a way that creates a ripple effect, enhancing the success of people around them. You'll see that the difference lies in how giver success creates value. Instead of just claiming it or building up the best value proposition in a transactional way to build perceived value rather than true value to others. I'm sure you've heard that expression, leaders create leaders. Also, something else it dives into is the longevity of relationships where so takers seem to reach success a lot quicker in the long term or in the macro uh, play, it usually backfires. Eventually, the true colors, your personal brand usually has connotations of being a taker, being a trickster, being somebody who will take advantage of you at any moment or will leave you behind if need be for their own um, selfish benefits, unfortunately. So it seems like, you know, givers will give value and continually give value. And in some cases, looking within, you might see this as a disadvantage. I promise you in the long term, through all the mentors, through all the masters, through all the prolific people, they can, they can attest to sticking with that mentality, sticking with that strategy in a sense. It will pay off in the long run. It, it'll always feel better no matter what. At the end of the day, 
if fulfillment, if self-actualization, if finding purpose and living in purpose and in momentum, then using this and bringing massive value to others will always, always, always benefit you. Although it may seem counterproductive to provide more value than to take, I want to bring you to the awareness, the biological response we receive when we give. This is nature's cue that we were programmed, that we were born to serve and to give and to really live in that place of service. Now, have you ever felt a sort of rush after performing a good deed? That sensation is known as the helper's high. It's produced when your brain releases endorphins, the feel-good chemicals of the brain. When you do something good for someone else, your brain's pleasure centers light up releasing endorphins and producing this high. Not to mention doing good has also been known to generate feelings of satisfaction and gratitude. After an extensive review of 40 studies on the effect of volunteering on general health and happiness, I want to cite a few studies. The BMC Public Health Journal has concluded that volunteering is also good for mental health. The review found that along with improved well-being and life satisfaction, volunteering is also linked to decreased depression. People who engage in kind acts become happier over time. It's that simple. Now, I just recently watched a video by Jason Silva, Shots of Awe. He does a series on YouTube. I recommend anyone that wants a creative espresso shot, a f philosophical espresso shot is what he calls it, to go check out this video. It is about the helper's high. So I just want to read this off. I just cited that from here. There is this collective idea that human nature is too savage, that we need domestication and need to be restrained. If, if we weren't, we would be like animals and eat each other alive. That, to me, is not the case. Yes, there's a side of us and potentialities of actions that have shown our animalistic sides, but nature has given us many gifts. The helper's high is one of those. Neurobiology has proven that acts of compassion and acts of kindness, when we submit, when we volunteer to acts of service for something other than to meet someone else's needs, extending our hands to help one another, we get a biological response. You can call it a reward if that inspires you more. Our brain literally releases pleasure hormones that puts us into our state of bliss. This is not new. Each one of you can relate to what I'm saying. Our fundamental wiring is there to give us this present. Your awareness, know your presence in the space of fulfilling the needs of others, collaborating with others, and being kind to the other is rewarded by your own biology, also known as the helper's eye. Let's look at evolutionary theory. From the standpoint of evolutionary theory, it makes sense that we inherited this response. Helping your fellow tribesmen and women would only make sense to evolve and to ensure survival of our tribe and overall species. Evolutionary psychologists actually point at this trait as being the underlying reason our species, Homo sapiens, beat out the other ancient human species, Neanderthals and Denisovans, during our evolution. To tee up the last part of the episode, this quote sums up the interaction with those who truly want to help others succeed as opposed to those that give the illusion of caring, when in reality their actions show they are takers. The measure of a man's greatness is not the number of servants he has, but the number of people he serves.
It's like meeting someone for the first time and being completely blown away by their presence. You don't know what it is about that person, but you know they have the certain je ne sais quoi. It's magnetic. Everything these people touch seems to turn into gold, and they have always seemed to be genuinely happy. And they take time out of their day to share their happiness and contribute to others. Here are the five laws of stratospheric success taught in The Go-Giver. First, the law of value. Your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. When you hear this, I expect it to sound counterproductive because we are taught the exact opposite. How do you give more in value than you take in payment and survive, you ask, let alone thrive? What you need to understand is the difference in price and value. Price is a dollar amount. It is what it is. $100 is $100. Value is the desirability of a thing to the end user. It means exceed people's expectations and they will pay you even more. The point isn't for them to pay you more. It's for you to give them more. Why do we give? All the great fortunes in the world have been created by men and women who had a greater passion for what they were giving than for what they were getting in return. When most people start a business, they come from a paradigm of how much money can I make? Or they think they're starting out to make a killing. If you switch your train of thought from I'm going to make a killing to I'm going to share my gift with the world and change people's lives for the better, the money will always follow because you're providing a unique service to the world that people need and are looking for. Second, the law of compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. In other words, your compensation... The money you make is directly proportional for how many lives you touch. You get to determine your level of compensation. It is completely under your control. If you want more success or money in your life, serve more people. Everybody can be great because everybody can serve. Anybody can become successful because anybody can give. Nobody ever became poor by giving. This law makes sense. If you're reaching five people, those are the only five people that are going to pay you. The more people you reach from that special thing you have to offer, the more genuine it appears. The more people you attract, that's how the law of compensation comes into play. Third, the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Change your focus from what you can get to what you can give. If you place the other person's interest first, your interest will always be taken care of every single time. Giving makes people attractive. It's magnetic. People that love to give are very attractive people because they are always thinking of the other person and then themselves. Giving attracts and that's why the law of influence works. It magnetizes. It attracts the things you want towards you. Now that you have helped other people get what they want, you then immediately shift that other person's focus to what they can give you. It's genuine because you have already helped them attain everything they wanted. Their natural response is to give you what you want in return. Now, this seems like you're manipulating the law of reciprocity. When you come from a place of authenticity and truly wanting to help others, the natural evolutionary response is 
for them to want to help you. Now, you don't go into it as a strategy. You just understand human nature in general, and that's just the outcome when you interact with another healthy human. This is number four, the law of authenticity. The most valuable thing you have to offer this world is yourself. If you're trying to be someone else in this world, you have no possibility of truly reaching people because someone else is already reaching people in that way. You're duplicating what somebody else is already doing. You have a talent that is unique in its expression, so unique that there's no one else alive on this planet that has that talent or gift. There's one thing you can do and one way of doing it that is better than anyone else on this planet. That is authenticity. Once you realize that talent, it is extremely important to start adding value to yourself. Master your craft. Start reading, massive learning, everything you can about it. Practice it every day. Become obsessed with it. Another thing that helps with this is if you start taking care of your body physically and mentally. If you start taking care of your body physically, it will make your mental and emotional state better so you can better serve the world. Do the exercises, eat healthy, move your body, become focused, and you will be an unstoppable force living in pure momentum and bringing massive value to others. Fifth law, the fifth and final law, the law of receptivity. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. Good people give and don't think about receiving. Your outflow determines your inflow. Every giving can happen only because it is also a receiving. It's a cycle. Every time you tell someone no or don't let them help you, you're shutting down the cycle of giving and receiving. Letting someone else help you lets the other person give and lets you receive. It keeps the flow going. How do we make this law work for us? We can let people buy you a coffee or lunch every time they ask or help you with any type of work at all. It lets the cycle continue. If you don't let yourself receive, you are refusing the gifts of others. You shut down the natural cycle. The secret to giving is to making yourself open to receiving. The same thing goes for people that just want to receive all the time. Not to mention people can feel that right off the bat. Only waiting to receive and giving nothing in return shuts down the cycle and abundance coming into your life. It is important to be open to both giving and receiving. If you do not have everything you want at this current moment in time, give something to some, someone right now to start the cycle up again. You can buy someone a coffee or you can help anyone achieve anything they want, like to get done that that day and watch the cycle open up for you. Give more than is expected of you. Under promise, over deliver. Give because you generally want to give more to help others. Be open to receiving all the blessings this life has to offer. Be an authentic person and be open to receiving. You can get anything you want in this world if you just help enough people get what they want. This book is called The Go-Giver. If you'd like to know more about it, in the five stratospheric laws of success. It's a quick read, only about 100 pages, and it's mostly in story form as well with these laws sprinkled in there. It's a great read, and I would recommend the, the second and third. In conclusion, our mind, body, and soul will all be benefited positively in the midst of actions that fulfill others' needs. From a place of compassion and true service, not for any other reason than to better the human experience of another soul. I believe it's a universal law 
It's a law of nature. Innately, your life will be more fulfilled, and the more people you help, the more people will be in your corner throughout this life. Whatever that means to you, be authentic, bring others value, and be open to receiving help to keep that cycle open. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. If I brought you any value today, please subscribe for notifications of next week's episode. I would truly appreciate it. Also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Connect to our community on social media. We are building a tribe of self-actualized grow-getters, those that implement the practice of lifelong learning, understanding it will catalyze self-actualization, the ultimate production of the human spirit. Find your baseline and grow every day. Till next time, advancers, make the rest of your day the best of your day.